Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the TES My Best Teacher podcast. I'm your host, Dan Worth. Today's guest is TV presenter and property guru Martin Roberts, best known for hosting TV show Homes Under the Hammer, as well as regularly appearing on other TV and radio shows, including the 2016 series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. He's also the author of children's book series, The Vills. He chats to us about what an inspiration his favourite teacher was to him. He was and remains a totally top bloke. It almost inspired me into going to teaching. He reveals a scandalous story from a memorable school trip. Yeah, it's backseat of the bus. It's all classic stuff. Admits he wasn't always a model pupil. Did I think that was probably deserved? Yeah, I think it probably was. <laughs> and discusses why he worked so hard to get a copy of his children's book, Sadsville, to every primary school and public library in the UK during 2020. But then lockdown happened and I decided I needed to fast track this and get it out to as many people as quickly as possible. All that and much more on the latest Tez My Best Teacher podcast. Hi there, Martin. Thank you very much for taking part in the Tez My Best Teacher podcast. I suppose without further ado, we might as well just dive in and tell us where did you go to school and, and who were those teachers or, you know, were there many teachers or just one single teacher that really made that big impression on you in, in your childhood and then into later life? Well, there were definitely, and I don't know if it's a universal thing, but if somebody's got somebody who inspires them, um, but there was certainly uh, certainly one person for me. It's interesting now. I sort of look back, and I've got an eleven-year-old and a thirteen-year-old. So one of them's at primary school currently, and one of them's obviously moved on to secondary school. And I look back to my primary school, and I don't really remember much about my primary school. So it's interesting. My daughter is at that age now. Mm. But I, I can't really remember. I remember being in the school play where I played at Elmer in Moonstruck, which is a play we do, I don't know, whatever. But I don't really remember too much about it. I remember the school, which unfortunately has been demolished. It was it was um, Stockton Heath Primary School. Right. Um, and um, But I don't remember too much about it. I remember the ice cream van that used to park on the outskirts and used to serve, um, yeah, really fantastic ice creams. But that's about it. So so it's quite interesting that Megan probably won't remember the, the, the people from that she's actually going through at the moment. But it was, I guess, secondary school where things really started to take off. And um, I remember our, the, the first teacher we had in our first year there was was a teacher called Miss Mullins who, who, who I was absolutely in love with and um, devastated when um, halfway through that year she actually got married and was like oh all my chances as an 11 year old but <laughs> desperately in love with his his first teacher at big school that's brilliant um but 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 uh, she 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 moved on after our first year and the second year we got somebody who, both as a form teacher, as uh, whatever they're called now, I don't know, but they, we call them form teachers. So somebody who was like we were his his pet class, uh, and he did you know, we did the register with him and and all that kind of stuff. But was also our physics teacher, and he was called Mister Musket, John Musket, and that was at, when I went to school. It was Appleton Hall Grammar School, which subsequently became um, I think it was Broomfields, or that was they linked up, then it. Became and it became another school. But when I went there, it was called it was called Appleton Grammar, and um, and and it was actually we, we sort of I don't even really realised at the time, but it was his first teaching job. So he was really quite young. It was his first time out of out of out of teaching school, um, and um, and so we sort of grew together. And he he kept with us uh, through second year all the way up to all the way up to sixth form. 
um, and was definitely influential. It's been really nice because because he started so young, if you like. He he stayed at the school until literally last year. So he only mm. retired last year. Right. And actually, we they had a big celebration for him, I think, from being at the school for like 30 years or something. And I think they had a big retirement party for him and whatever it was. And we all went and had a big school reunion. And he also used to do the school disco, Friday Club Disco, yeah. and also used to run a band. So I was in the band that he did. So, you know, he, he not only inspired me in terms of just a way of teaching and a way of thinking, he was he was very much into the use of colour and boxes and 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 mind maps, you know, and, and underlining things in lots of colour, very visual. And I think mm. for me, that is how I am. I learn via you know via via visualizations and seeing things written down with lots of colour and lots of lots of lots of you know arrows and big swirly boxes really really twig with me um and then you know he was just a top bloke i mean he you know he did the school disco you know so that was really cool and and as yeah. i said he was in a he, he had a, a, a he did the school band uh, and i played bass guitar for a little bit in the school band um and um yeah no he he, he was and remains a, a totally top bloke that's that's lovely and interesting you said that he Obviously, I guess you didn't know at the time, but he was—you know—that was his first job. So, your your the class, you and his class—that must that was obviously for him a seminal moment as well. And yeah, it's nice that he was able to keep in touch and you were able to go back and sort of celebrate very, with him. Very much so, and because we were with him for second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year at least, so four years and then sixth form. I can't remember what happened in the sixth form, but um, you know, we. we I think we, he has said, you know, that he, a bit like you know your first love, if you like. You know, you'll never forget that we we mm. were his first class. Yeah, and um, and I think it was as important for him as it was for us. We all sort of grew together. Um, mm. So you know, and and you know, and I've told him I have actually had a chance to tell him how important he was. Interesting enough, I <laughs> I did ask him at one point about I was I was so in, inspired, and even then I recognised what a difference he'd made to me that I, it almost inspired me into going into teaching. Mm. And I actually went to him and said, you know, should I be a teacher? And he actually said, I think your skills would be better put into into other into other other things. But you know, it, teaching to, to a bigger audience, if you like. And fully enough, that's what I do, isn't it? I'm homes under the yeah. hammer. I'm teaching people about how to buy houses. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, the prophecy of being a teacher probably came true. No, that's that's again, that's a really nice insight. They actually had the chance to go and talk to him and, and tell him how much he meant to you. Because I'm sure there's many, you know, most people in their lives don't have that chance to reconnect with a teacher, maybe just one teacher. And in, in a way, they'll never know the impact they had. But it's nice that you were able to do that and talk to him. And did you think, did he, when you told him that, did it sort of, was he sort of slightly sort of taken aback? You know, that kind of, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that impactful. Was that quite a nice sort of conversation to have? It was a lovely conversation to have. I mean, I think he was a well-loved teacher. Mm. You know, I mean, I think it wasn't just nice to us. He was a, a well-regarded member of the teaching profession mm. there at that, that, that school and further afield. And I think he, um, I think he, he became. I can't remember if he became deputy head. He would. I, I'm sure he would have, he, if he'd wanted to, he could have been headmaster. But I, th I think he probably enjoyed the teaching rather than the admin. Mm. Um, but um, I think, you know, he. I don't think it was the first time that he'd been in, told how special he was. Yeah. But I think he really, you know, it really meant a lot that, that, that I was able to, to say that to him. You said you couldn't remember much about sixth form a minute ago, and I didn't want to sort of 
suggest as to why that might be but you know did you have a did you have a lot of fun while you're in your sixth form was that what was that what you meant by that <laughs> well no i just I, i'm just trying to remember if we had a form teacher in sixth form because uh, i think we ended up we have had like the sixth form um we had like the sixth form club or a sixth form common room and I, and i think it was less it was less formalized than having a sort of form teacher. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't quite remember what, what whether we had a form teacher in sixth form, um, but I don't think it was down to too much cider. I don't think so. <laughs> and and this, this teacher as well, you, you said, um, we're talking about a lot about sort of the sort of the way you engage them, but you said he was a physics teacher as well. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you actually went on to study, was it electrical engineering? engineering yeah, I think, and I think that very much so. That 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 guided me down um, down a path. Um, you know, I really enjoyed physics as a result of his teaching, um, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I ended up going down doing electronics at university. So so very much following that sort of that sort of side of things. Mm. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? I, I little moments um, like I remember in the first year at school. Um, there being an English teacher called Mr. Who's called Mr. Nutter? I can't quite remember, but he set us an assignment in our first year, and that was to report as a reporter on the tragedy of the Titanic. So to write a story as if you were a newspaper reporter about the Titanic going mm. down, and 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 I remember that assignment and how much I enjoyed it, and um, you know, and and I guess. I don't know if it's it's just piecing together things to tell a story that I want to tell in terms of my evolution. Independently, I think that I remember that moment and thinking, oh, this is fun. I really like this whole thing of being a, what well, I didn't know at the time was a journalist, hmm. you know, writing a story about an event. Again, those little, just those little things that might just click, you know, it's really interesting being a teacher, I guess. And Almost like sometimes you don't know exactly what that trigger is, but have the belief that you you will, without realizing it, make some triggers that people will and do things uh, that people remember for the rest of their life. You sound very effusive here talking about school. You know, overall, was school a happy place for you, generally speaking? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, yes and no. I, you know, I tried to make the most of it, but I was actually quite badly bullied at school. Oh, really? So I did. Yeah, I had a bit of a rough time for a, a lot of the period, probably from second year or third year up to up to up mm. to the, well, sixth form. It all changed like like in a second. Sixth form was 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 an absolute delight. But up until that point, there was there was quite a lot of bullying going on, and. Um, I I don't think I really shared it. I certainly don't think I shared it with enough people because if I'd shared it with Mr. Muscat, I'm sure things would have been done. Mm. And when I'd shared it with my parents, perhaps things would have been done. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 I try to um, edit out the bad stuff and just try to remember the good stuff. Mm. There was a lot of bad stuff, but there was also absolute tons of good stuff and you know i wouldn't say my 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 school days were ruined by it but they were certainly badly affected by it at times yeah you know it gives me it gives me um, a drive and an impetus to try and 
you know, help with some of the charity projects that I'm involved in and, you know, real empathy with anybody who's bullied and, um, you know, and, and a real desire to make sure that children don't suffer in any way if, mm. if we can help them not to. Yeah, but I think I think schools do a lot more work now on, on that, on combating this. And I think we'll, we'll talk shortly about your sort of work with schools, which exactly gets that heart of, you know, trying to make sure every child has a has a good school experience and has that someone they can talk to. So obviously it's clearly why it's such an important issue to you. If we look more on the more positives then, I mean, were there any sort of good school trips you went on or days out that you particularly remember as being, again, like great, great fun or really sort of, you know, exciting you? Day trips, school trips were always such a blast. I mean, just the fun of, you know, the bus arriving at the school and just the complete break in any kind of normality Mm. as you trundled off. Now, the school I went to was just... um, uh, in a place called Warrington, it's on the outskirts, a place called Warrington, um, and so so our area of places that we went to was in the north primarily. So we went down to Warwick Castle and we went to York um, um, uh, Railway Museum and, and Minster and the streets of York, and mm. um, I can't remember quite any any other ones we went. So those are the two ones that I really remember. Um, and and you know, again, it's kind of sort of old kind of way. I do remember the journeys there and back because I think. I had my first kiss on the back <laughs> of the bus coming back from our trip to wow. York, Minster. Yeah. So a huge revelation for you to, to, to give us. Yes, I know. To share that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'm sure that, um, yeah, I don't know if it was as memorable for Anne, as I remember the girl's name, as it was for me, but uh, wow, <laughs> I, have see, I have to see, I have, um, get in touch with, because she's a good friend with Roger, who's my best mate at school. And uh, we, we occasionally like to see each other and laugh about it. <laughs> so the, 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 the romantic streets of York just set the, uh, set ah, the, the journey back. Ah, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's backseat of the bus. It's all classic stuff. Yeah, no, again, a, a universal memory, isn't it? It's the school bus or the bus on a trip just <laughs> never changes. We do. I remember the other things we used to do, that we, we had a lake relatively close by, sort of 10 or so miles away, and um, that we there was a sailing club, and that was definitely one of the most fun activities we did. We used to go and go sailing on on the on this lake, uh, being taught by our our um, our our religious education teacher. I don't know why, but um, but yeah, no. And of course, you know, there were of course there were teachers who, you know, you didn't see eye to eye with, and you had a few run-ins with. Yeah. In the days when teachers could be a little bit more physical with their responses, I remember having my head pushed under under a tap by the maths teacher. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, you know, he got a bit cross because I'd thrown a, um, a, a water bomb out of the top floor window from the chemistry lab, and it hit him <laughs> while he was patrolling. And he was a very another, another very stern character. Yes, he, he, he was patrolling the school um, school playground, and I water bombed him. And uh, it, we were it, in the was that a deliberate shot? Yeah, he was doing his best, I'm sure. But we we had a personality clash, mm. and um, I certainly won't name names. But um, but but uh, but I don't think he liked me, and uh, so so but, <laughs> you know, it was just a bit of fun. It was it was a bit coincidental that it happened to hit him. I think it was just unlucky timing. But uh, but the the whole uh, it wasn't just me. There was a, there was a group of us. And I think we ended up running down the stairs trying to escape, and he was running up the stairs. Uh, the other way and we got trapped in the chemistry lab which is when he dunked my head under the 
under the, you know, the, in those old chemistry labs, they have yeah. the black taps with the very high sort of, um, uh, uh, sort of place to use for filling stuff. And he managed to get my head on his there. So, yeah. So I'm sure that wouldn't be allowed these days, but, you know. No, it definitely wouldn't. I mean, I guess he made, was he thinking the punishment fits the crime, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did that affect me as much as the bullying? No, of course it didn't. Did I think that was probably deserved? Yeah, I think it probably was. <laughs> I was going to ask if you'd got into any sort of wild, you know, scrapes or, or you know, um, detention scenarios, but that, that sort of covers that, really. I don't remember doing too many detentions. I remember um, not getting on very well with my French. Uh, there was a French um, stand-in teacher who was actually French, and uh, we, I don't think we, we got on very well either. I don't know why. I don't think I really enjoyed French. And um, she, I, I definitely remember doing lines, lots of lines. I will not talk in French class. I will not talk in French class, something like that. But, I mean, interesting enough, I told the scenario and whether or not I bent the truth or not, I don't know. But whatever, the result was that my, my dad actually helped me do my lines. So he must have, I must have told some kind of story about how I'd been hard done to by the mm. French teacher. So I think he did half half my lines for me. That must be you must very good handwriting similarity to get away with that. Uh, or did he do them all? I can't remember. Yes, no, um, probably. I think yes. I think he he managed to make make his writing look a bit like mine. Good yeah. old dad. Yes, yeah, that's, 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 that's a nice story as well, isn't it? <laughs> I think he realised that the, the, in that instance, the punishment did not fit the crime. Mm, yes. So whatever. I was a bit of a chatterbox in school. I was definitely, I was, I, that was about the naughtiest thing I did. I just, you know, I would definitely be talking uh, when I shouldn't be talking. And apart from, I mean, you talked about physics a little bit, were there, were there any other subjects that you particularly enjoyed or, you know, that sort of you sort of carried through, maybe not in a professional way, but you just always sort of had a, you know, a history or geography or something that you just sort of thought, oh, you know, it kind of worked for you or was it more the sciences that engaged you? The only thing I'd, I wish I'd done more was music because I love music. And now, you know, I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely musical. You know, I play a little bit of piano and, and a bit of guitar. And, um, you know, I, 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 I am musical without a doubt. And, and, and I would have loved to have felt like I had the freedom to do music more, you know, up to O level or whatever. Yeah. I think that would have been awesome. You know, and I'm sort of jealous when I look at, not jealous, but, envious when I look at the choices that you know my children have now got in terms of the subjects yeah you know my, my daughter can potentially do dance mm. she loves dancing oh my gosh can you imagine being able to do a GCSE in dance wow yeah. <laughs> it's like how good is that you know but Scott my son's going to be doing you know business studies you know well and we did have business studies I, I think it was the fledgling start of business studies but you know some of the other stuff that he is as an offer to him as well it's like wow mm. yes yeah, so I know what you mean there's a there's, there's that those that variety and the ability to try other things is such a sort of a, a great opportunity but then you look back at so many things in your life growing up and it's so much of an arbitrary decision isn't it and mm. you have to believe in some kind of it'll all work out all right in the end and we'll all end up where we're supposed to be. You know, there might be a few sort of diversions along the route every now and again, but, um, you know, you have to sort of have a belief that it'll all turn out all right in the end. <laughs> and actually that leads us nicely up because obviously for yourself, you know, in, in so many ways it has. And um, one of the projects you're involved in is that your work with the NSPCC and your Sandsville book and work you've done this year, particularly to get 
now again, I might get some of these details wrong, but you've got two copies of the book into every single primary school in the UK, no, in, in England. No, in the UK. In the UK and every public library as well. Yeah. Which is a so, great, incredible initiative. We've written about it a little bit on Tez, but again, I mean, anyone who's listening who's not aware of this, I mean, tell us a little bit more about that and how you've come to involve in that and why. So I wrote, um, I wrote a series of children's books called The Vills. I mean, you've got lots of Vills. It's like a land, it's a mystical land where something's gone a bit wrong. So in Tidesville, everyone's always tired. In Boardsville, they're always bored. In Colesville, it's always cold. And there's always a reason, a silly, whimsical reason why um, it's always one of the, it's, everyone's always tired or it's always cold. And there's a central character who called Herman and he gets on a double-decker bus every morning. He doesn't know where he's going and he, land, he ends up in one of these vills. So he will then work with the people of Windyville to find out why it's always windy or, you know, whatever. And there's always a silly room to go reason. Like in Windyville, um, there's actually been a new um, uh, lot of wind turbines put up for the green energy they're introducing. But unfortunately, the man who's doing it is colorblind and he's wired the wind turbines the wrong way. So they're actually blowing rather right. than... So you get the kind of idea. <laughs> so what they do is they encourage children to think outside the box and do a little bit of problem solving. And, and I have always been involved in the NSPCC. My mum was a, a local uh, coordinator for the NSPCC. So it's, I sort of grew up with what they were doing and the wonderful work they do to, to, to protect children from, from abuse and, 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 and suffering. And so I, I, I'd done some charity stuff for them as a, as a celebrity. And I thought, what else can I do? And so I, I decided to write a book in the series of the Vales called Sadsville, where everyone is always sad. Again, it's a silly, whimsical reason. Uh, the man who's making the crisps in the crisp factory is putting real onions in the cheese and onion crisps. So people are crying all the time. That's why they're sad. But in the process of the book and reading the book, you, the children sort of think about sadness and emotions and what makes people sad. And, um, and, and, and I wanted it to, to just open up discussions about emotions in a lighthearted way. But at the end of it, to say, you know, if you're sad, here's some steps that you can take to, 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 to make your life better. First of all, check there aren't any onions in your cheese and onion crisps. But, but, but more seriously, you know, talk to a trusted friend, talk to, to an adult. So just try and work out your own mind what's, what's making you sad. And, um, and, and I, and, and I, I linked up with the NSPCC for their Charline service to, to obviously at the end of it say, and if you really do need support, there's, there's the NSPCC and particularly Charline who are there to support you. So I wanted to get this message out to as many kids as possible. And, and I started the project by raising funds to give a free copy to every single eight and nine year old in the UK. So that's year four, uh, because that's the sort of age range with the NSPCC were saying they really wanted to target when emotions are starting to develop. And if you can get in early and, and, and push kids in the right direction at that point, then you can head off all sorts of problems in the future. And we did, and we've raised money. We've given out 35,000 copies of the book in Somerset and in Hampshire and and Bath and 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 the plan was to just do the whole country and it still is to give every single child a physical copy of the book, which is what I wanted to do. But then lockdown happened and and I I need I decided I needed to fast track this and get it out to as many people as quickly as possible because obviously you know reports primary school children especially suffering quite badly you know as a result of everything that's gone on. So I managed to raise enough money to, as you say, give a free copy of a, a, the, the book with an additional section in it, which is the teaching guide, which is to be used by teachers for the basis of a classroom lesson or an assembly. And there's lots of ancillary materials. There's, um, you know, um, other things which they can download for free on the website. Uh, there's a video read by Basil Brush and soon to be lots of other celebrities, which just helps 
teachers use the book to just just do a lesson or part of a lesson just to check in on how those kids are 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 are, are emotionally mm. And, and use it as a basis for discussion. So that's it. We got we gave a free copy, two free copies to every single primary school in the UK. So you know, if 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 your primary school is listening and they haven't got it, the likelihood is it's it might be sitting in a in a you know in the um, front offices in tray. But you will have received two free copies of this book to use along with the materials which are available free online. If not, then the sadsville.co.uk, sadsville.co.uk. That's got um, lots of links and everything that you need there and you can download copies of the book and get in contact with us to get to get copies of the book if you haven't received it but you know we've had great feedback really mm. great feedback from the teachers who've had it from the children who've read it uh we did a we did a survey prior to the book going out and post book going out and um my favorite statistic is that over 70 71 percent of children felt that they would be better able to cope with sadness as a result of reading this book, and that 75% now knew how to contact Charline and the NSPCC. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that. Yeah, that's a fantastic um, insight, isn't it, into the impact it's had. And um, I know you went and did a reading, didn't you, at your, your local primary school? Is that down the road or something like that? Yes, no, we launched it, um, the, the teacher's version of the book, um, at uh, a Portland Junior School, which is just down the road from where I live. And and read it to, to the kids there. And when we when we did the the previous rollout, we we went down to uh, some schools in in Somerset and also in Bath and and also down in Hampshire. And I did a reading of the book to the kids, and it was it was lovely to see them engaged. And you know, and one of the nice things to do is is as you read the book, stop at regular intervals and just ask the kids why they think the people in Sadsville are sad before the, the reason is revealed. And that in itself can bring out so much insight into what's going on in those children's own world because they will say in a third person, I think that person might be feeling sad because blah, 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 because they're not being fed their dinner, because their uncle comes around and is mean to them. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, to take it to extremes, you know, they will reveal things. And, and as a sort of a red flag, uh, and you know, just to check. I mean, as we know, kids are supremely resilient, you know, and 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 I think we can all be very proud of how the majority of them have got through lockdown mm. when a lot of adults have really struggled. Um, but I think, you know, there will be those quite understandably who are struggling and it's anything you can do to make sure that, that those kids get the support. And it could just be a nudge in the right direction or just, a, you know, a five-minute conversation that, that can be pivotal in 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 pushing them back on track. Yeah, that's no, a fantastic initiative, and we'll certainly make sure that the, the website is clearly sort of available to anyone listening to this. You know, via the by the website and in the magazine if it goes in there as well. So, um, no, fantastic. And, and any sort of next stage plans for it that you know keep, push the rollout further or anything like that that you're working on with it? So, um, just about to have the launch of the um, celebrity version of the book. So I've got. Um, I was very delighted that I got Basil Brush to narrate the whole of Sadville, and he did that, and that's available free on sadville.co.uk. Um, but um, I also have asked lots of my celebrity chums to read sections of the book. So we've got everyone from David Hasselhoff, uh, Warwick Davis, um, Esther Ranson, um, Kimberly Wyatt from the Pussycat Dolls, um, and a whole cross-section of amazing people who who've all read 
from the book and a little section. And and we, we we're going to be releasing the, the the celebrity red version of that um, um, imminently. In fact, by the time this goes out, it might well have been released already. So that's that's the next phase. And then following that, you know, I'm, I'm I still believe that the idea of a child physically having a copy of this book of their own that somebody yeah. out there has gone to enough trouble to actually provide them. And bear in mind that when we were handing these these books out in, in 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 the areas we did, it was the first book these children, some of these children owned. I still, so I still really want to work on the idea of giving a free copy to every single year for people uh, in the UK. And, and as funds allow, we will continue to do that. But the charity, it's all done through the Martin Roberts Foundation. And that charity's uh, vision is to support safeguarding and... Um, education initiatives for children and young people mm. that's its charitable objective and its first project is the sadsville book but you know as other um educational and um, safeguarding initiatives come to our attention we will hop on them support them you know uh, engage with them or whatever yeah oh, that sounds incredible so that's the martin roberts foundation again so anyone listening yeah. who wants to find out more or get in touch they should just yeah. google that Ma- and, and martin Robert, martin roberts foundation.org.uk yeah Perfect. Yeah. Well, it all sounds like wonderful stuff. And obviously, you know, we've written about it a bit and it's, it's great to hear about the impact it's having and, and sort of ongoing work. And yeah, obviously if that celebrity video comes out, then let us know and we'll, we can sort of promote that where we can and, and put it linked by the podcast and so forth. But overall talking about that and certainly your memories of school, you know, and all the sort of um, rich tapestry that you, you described is, was absolutely fantastic. So, you know, thank you so much for taking part in the My Best Teacher podcast. It's a pleasure. <laughs>